listening to the Created Fab Podcast with the one and only, one and only Fabiola. This season series is on the adventures and struggles of being a believer because it can be real out here on these streets. It's me, Fabiola, and I am here, and this is awesome, um, the, the Created Fab Show, and this is my series, The Adventure and Struggles of Being a Believer. I have a whole group of people here. It's a whole lot of people here, more than usual, but these, this is my family, guys. Like, this is the people that I grew up with. Like, everybody say hi. <laughs> these are people that I grew up in church with, like, this is my this is my second family right here because we were always in church like all the freaking time like all the time <laughs> and so today's subject matter that we're going to be talking about is dum 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 dealing with church hurt or church abuse we grew up in a particular i call it a cult but i don't want to disrespect <laughs> I don't want to Deborah know what I'm talking about so you know I consider it a cult but I don't want to disrespect anybody who still may be in it I don't know who still goes you know still attends but it's a I'm just going to I'm not even going to say the name we're going to leave it right here but it's a particular um sect in Christianity um that I don't even know where it came from but it's here put it like that and i know that there's a big uh portion of it here in brooklyn i mean in new york city and in connecticut and the surrounding areas and in other places as well but that's what we grew up in and in the midst of us growing in that there was a lot of church hurt and a lot of church abuse and many of us have dealt with it in many different ways um so i just want to introduce the people who are going to be on this with me and um let me start off with tanya Hi guys, my name is Tanya, as Fabi said. Um, what else? Just my name? <laughs> yeah, you know, your name and um, I guess how long were you in it for? Oh. You know? And when uh, you got out? I was part of the CULT for about, hmm, what, 20? <laughs> Fabi stuff. Oh, it's been a minute, what, like 24, 25 years? Uh, bonjour the lord that's good to be out yeah <laughs> all right so that's tanya and what about christina and ricky hi everyone um as Fabi said my name is christina um i'm the youngest out of here so i'm the baby um but i i was born into this um cult this um, religious practice, whatever you want to call it, um, for from the day I was born up until I want to say physically, I left in 2018, so 22 years, 21 years, um, but mentally, I've left many years before that. So, yeah. Hi, guys, I'm Ricky. Um, I was born, I was also born in the church. I've been there for about 25 years, 25, 26 years. Deborah? Hey everybody, it's your girl, Deb. Um, I'm a um, makeup artist. 
hairstylist, you can find me on at the Haitian hipster on Instagram if you want to see my content. Um, but yeah, um, I would say I was part of this organization, I call it. That's a good way. Yeah. <laughs> um, like most of us here, we, I was born into it. Um, so I kind of know when, we're, when it comes to church hurt, this is like half of my life, basically for 25, maybe 25, 26 years. Um, but I've also been, aside from the organization that we all come from and we all know, I've also been a believer, still a believer, and went to other churches and not, I mean, outside of the BOC and also have experienced church hurt. So it's, you know, yeah. yeah. So that's me. <laughs> Okay, Frito. Hey guys, how you doing? My name is Free, but you can call me Free. Like everybody else here, I've been born into it. I don't remember exactly how long I've been in it, but for as long as I could remember, I've been going to church, BOC to be exact. And what else? Oops, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. <laughs> what else am I supposed to know? Oh, no, that was it. That was it. Mr. Ace? Hey, what's up, everyone? Um, I'm Ace. I was born and raised in the BOC. Um, it's a belief that my mom had, so I was born into it. Um, I mentally checked out at the age of 13. I physically was able to take my body out of it at the age of 18 as I turned into an adult. So um, that was it. I was a rat. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I was over it. And yeah, it didn't happen. Okay. That's it. Stephanie. Hi everyone. Um, so I'm Stephanie. Um, well, I originally was born into Catholic and then my mother converted um, to the BLC. Um, I pretty much grew up there all my life. Um, church hurt. I have a lot of church hurt, still dealing with it, still trying to figure out where I fit in in the whole religion world. So that's where I'm at with that. Thank you, ma'am. Benji. Hi, everyone. Um, it's me, Benji. Um, I was born and raised into this religion for the past 30 or so years, but I didn't physically remove myself from it until I was the age of, I wanna say 25. I was like more so, you know, like getting curious about it. But I could say like I officially left left at the age of 27, 28. And um, as of now, I believe in God, I believe in the higher power, but I just don't believe in religion. So, and my sister is here. I don't know if she wants to introduce herself, Tina. Hi, I'm Tina. Um, Come down. Um, if she was born in the body, then I was born in the body too, obviously. Um, I, <laughs> um, as far as the body, it has its ups and downs, um, some questionable moments that makes you want to question your religion and your spirituality. But um, 
yeah, I'm trying to get closer to my spirituality, like more so away from religion and more into the deeper aspects of what spirituality is and being one with the higher power, God. So. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and as for me, um, I think I was born into it. I know my, my parents helped open up the church that, um, I know my parents helped open up the church that we all went to. I know that much. But as long as I can remember, that's the church from what I can remember. That's where I was at. Um, and I left when I was, when I was 17 years old. <laughs> and that, my dear, is a story in itself. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, the moment that I left, I even but back then I knew that something wasn't right. But, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, so church hurt church hurt church abuse and all of that other stuff a lot of the times like you grow up into something and that's all you know right and when you're in it it's so interesting right because from the way that they indoctrinate you you're indoctrinated in a way to think that everything right here is normal and this is what it's supposed to be and anything outside of this thing that they have put us in is the devil and you're going to hell and it should not be and blah 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 even in a way, I would look at the way that, just about the way that all of us look, right? Whether it be like with piercings or our hair look a certain way or even wearing makeup um, or anything like that. Like that was so completely illegal, <laughs> right? That was so completely illegal in us and um, what we were doing. So in, in, in what you guys remember, right? And, um, and some of us have left sooner than you know, cause mine, I, I mean, I left over, dang, I can't believe that. It's been, um, it's been almost, tw this year will be 20 years since I left BOC. It's been, golly, that's crazy. It's been 20 years. I know, right? The freedom is real, guys. <laughs> it's been 20 years this year that will be um, since I, um, since I left BOC. And, um, and tell me about your experiences. Like, what was, what was some of the bad experiences that you have, that you guys had? like being like you've experienced as far as like church hurt and like church abuse if anybody know me i've always been the kid that always got into trouble a lot uh that was me trouble um through the midst of trouble i i always thought that when you have a family especially when it's considered like when you consider the boc the church is supposed to be a family they're supposed to hold down the community the people of the community now if you see one has a troubled child going through certain things you don't isolate yourself from that child you don't like it's like a virus outbreak a mm -hmm. virus doesn't hit and then after that you just you run away from it no you got to contain it so that way you could get you could try to understand it so that way you could try to help it out and and build it into a better foundation instead they chose to kind of like cast me aside mm. and you know portray me as the bad guy cool no problem yeah i was the bad guy <clears throat> but sometimes the bad guy need somebody to talk to them and let them know that they're a bad guy like there's certain things there's a different way to doing things like there's a different way you can handle certain things i mean it's it's something that it's always been on my mind because it's like you say come as you are don't judge don't nothing we're here to help and all that but 
you had one that was born under you and you was ready to cast away. So what happened? You realized that I wasn't good for you. I wasn't beneficial for you. So you didn't want me. No problem. It's not like I wanted to be, I, I felt the need to be wanted, but at the same token, you can't speak on this and do that. You can't show this and act this type of way. Cause that's just hypocritical. And when it comes down to it, it's just like, yo, I can't deal with the fakeness, so I choose to stay away from it. It's like the BOC has been working for many, for many years, for like decades, for many decades. And, and it's just crazy that people haven't opened their eyes to realize that there is really no foundation as to where this came from. So why back it up with a whole bunch of hope you can't put your hope in something that has no anyway that that's where i'm at with it it's it's a lot so i'm i could go all over the place with it but i'm gonna stop right there but there goes my hurt with the hypocritical shit that i don't like that i hate it it's, i definitely understand what you're talking about with the whole like castaway so with me like um the decision that I made when I was 17, I decided to go into the military because I had to get away. I was like, I can't. I felt so held hostage, like between everything that was going on between my ho my household situation and what was going on, just like in general, I just needed to get away. And for me, my escape was to go into the military because one of the rules that they had before was that like, we were not allowed to, um, you couldn't even leave New York City to go to school if you wanted to. Like when I tell you it was like such a hostage situation and, um, so between that right there, and then also when I came back and then I got pregnant, they completely cast me out. Like, I mean, when I tell you, like, it felt, I had people um, talking bad about me, attacking me. And then it's like, you, you have a family, but then you're just completely like cut off. Imagine you have people that you, this is all you know. And then it's just like, all of a sudden, like you're left out in the, you're left out in the world with nothing and nobody. Oh, you know, imagine, imagine that, you know, and, and it's, and it does, it, and I can understand that because that's something that I felt that I went through as well during that time. It's just like, well, well, then what's the point of going to church then if this is supposed to be family? But anyway, Mr. Fuido. So uh, to kind of um, take from what Ace said, with the church, it came with a lot of people like oblivious to many things. So apparently for that one day you was in church that was supposed to erase all the problems you went through the other six days out of the week and they were basically non-existent so there was no such thing as hard times especially as a kid you know to try to balance out growing up in a haitian christian church and then going to school the next day and then trying to you know be a part of society or learn or to do things differently from how your parents did but they would associate that with wanting to be a part of the world, even though they worked in the world, they paid taxes in the world and so on. And it was, it's kind of selfish in a way, selfish, naive and stupid. Like they don't teach you how to adjust to life. They don't want to talk to you about, you know, basic human things like, okay, depression or, how to take care of yourself or this and that. It's always just singing and praying and then that's it. Make sure you're not wearing pants or, you know, 
sneakers or hats. They're worried about the completely wrong things. They're oblivious to everything. Like the things that matter, that really matter for you, is it comes from the devil for them. Thank you. Anyone else? My church heard, okay. It's, it's a lot of different things, variations of it. Um, the, the concept, you grow up in a church, the concept that they try to stand by, it, it, it does have a good meaning, it does have a good feeling. And then they start throwing in other things that you just see and they're like, whoa, whoa, where does that make sense, right? It's more of the hypocrite of it all, the contradicting of one sermon for another, like if we're supposed to love everyone, but yet if you come wearing earrings and pants, you're no good. Um, you know, it, it's it's that, or the the gossiping and, and the backstabbing, and we're supposed to like really be there to help each other. I think it's it's been more so those things that after a while of being beaten, eventually it's either you just really bruised up and you're like, yo, I can't, I can't deal with this fight anymore when I'm supposed to be coming here for healing. And instead, you guys are out here throwing stones, you know? Um, and and that's that's like really the struggle. Like I, I believe in the concept. I, I love the theory that it's supposed to be about, but when you on the outside looking in at everything else, you're like, um, one of us is confused. Um, what you guys are talking about doesn't intertwine and really make sense. Like we're not really here for people. If as a religion, we're supposed to love everyone, but my religion is better than your religion. How is your religion better than this religion when that's not what we're really supposed to be standing for? So that's where it's like confusing. That's where it hurts. That where it's like, are you guys really for me? Are you guys really here to help me grow? Or do you guys genuinely love me as much as you say out of your mouth? Um, that's, that's where the struggle is. Um, I don't want to bash it completely because at the end of the day, like a lot of good things came out of there. You know, we have like family that we probably wouldn't have met if we didn't go to church, right? But the negativity of it all really weighs down on us sometimes a little deeper than everything else. Thank you, Stephanie. How about you, Deborah? I know you wanted to say something. It's your turn, baby, to okay, share. Deborah, I was, I was taking notes. Um, so, um, to start off, when you talk about church hurt, um, this is not just a term that just, you know, even though now we found a word for it, this is something that's, you know, the definition of it, this is something that's been happening for a long, long time. But um, some of the things that I realize, all of us here, we come from the same, and as I call it, this organization, right? We all come from the same organization so we we've all made some of the same experiences right and i think it's it's unique to us right so one thing that i did realize being in this organization a lot of people that were not specifically in my location or in my church i don't want to say the name of the church but you know they a lot of them didn't experience some of the things that, you know, I've experienced. Some of them have a real um, love and respect for their leader that, unfortunately, I, like, because of the, the church hurt and because of these things that happened, 
I particularly did not have that love for my leader. So of course my perception and my experience is going to be different. So that's one thing I wanna point out. The hurt was more psychological, but cause like something that Free, Free just said, you guys preach one thing, but then your actions are something completely different. So already as a kid, as a child growing up into this, I'm like, I'm com you're, you're already confused. <laughs> if you can't make that judgment for yourself and say, mm, you're already gonna be confused. So psychologically already, that's just one example. But again, like that, like like everybody who already spoke said that judgmental, that um that hypocritical, you know, all these things. Like you said, Fabi too. You just, you just always knew something wasn't right. Yeah. So now imagine just holding that as a little kid, as a child. You know it's something just doesn't sit right with your energy. Yeah. Your energy's just off. And I think the reason why whenever we all in this room, we come together, we always talk about this particular thing is because of the hurt because of the I don't know if you see it but the PTSD yeah it's it's a psychological um manipulation a psychological just like mind I don't want to curse but a mind f in a, in a sense you know so it's like imagine just growing up as a kid and just not growing up into in this organization but you're in society so you're influenced by society as well and you're kind of like i don't know where i fit in because they don't make sense they're telling me not to be part of this so for me when we're talking about church hurt for me it's more psychological you know so um another point i made was um the culty the culty vibes talk about the culty vibes <laughs> i don't know i kind of want to save this but uh, it was what it was it was a cult i mean sorry for anybody who still may be in it or affiliated but but let's <laughs> call it what it is you know like if you i don't know this is um there's this documentary on netflix called unorthodox i don't know if anybody has watched mm. it yo mm. that right there solidified to me no, i grew up in a cult because the amount of control you talking about it's the same situation where, like, if we would have stayed in there, they they basically chose who you married. You weren't allowed to do like even down to the like the career that you chose. Yeah. Who you were with? I mean, it was so insane. It was so controlling. Yeah. It was so absolutely controlling what you did with your money. Yeah. You know, like it was yep. insane you weren't even allowed to ask questions even if you got to the point where it's like something is not because i know that's why I, my pastor couldn't stand me i used to ask him questions all the time because i'm like yo what you're saying doesn't make any sense and <laughs> <laughs> like i was known for that like what you're saying is not making any sense and then he'd be like oh be quiet you're a woman go mm -hmm. sit down you're you, you know you're a girl go sit down you don't have the right to ask me questions and i'm like well where does it say that in the bible that i'm not allowed to ask any questions because according to this it said that i can ask questions very much what it was is that it's not that I couldn't ask questions. You just didn't know how to answer it because what you're giving me is a bunch of BS. But anywho, I died. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. It's be like that, man. Is, you know, I feel like everybody in this in this chat right now can say the same 
Yeah. Christina, yeah. what you want to say, sweetie? Or is it Ricky? Uh, first, I want to say, Fabi, thanks for the invitation to this platform. Uh, you've all, all of you guys have made some um, valid points. But um, just to start off, Fab, I think what you're doing here is great. Um, you can definitely use this platform to raise awareness not not to just not for bashing right. not for criticizing right. you know because like you said you don't you don't know who still who has what belief or anything right. so this is i think this will give this should shed some light to people that are probably still in there that are struggling with the th same things that we used to struggle with you understand what i'm saying right. but they may not have that that push to either leave or to speak up. Right. Um, also, like I think like Deb was saying, it's not only the BOC, because that's all we knew, that's why we can attest to that. But like Deb said, I also went to another church, I went to, I attended another church after I left the BOC. I've been, I went to that church for about maybe four years and the pastor was real young and, and, you know, it's like we leave, we, I left the BOC because that's all I knew. And then I entered into a new church, new, fresh, just like, it was like gold, you know, and, you know, his sermons were good and everything. And he had good intentions, but then like, I stayed, I stayed, I stayed. And then, Things just went south. It was it was bad, and I think I am mostly hurt because I was hurt in two churches. Mm. That's what hurt me the most. I was I was like, okay, I grew up, I was born and raised in this church, you know, having the belief that people are supposed to care about you and this and that, and they have to have your back and blah 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 blah. That wasn't shown to me as much as I wanted it to left attended another church thinking like, Oh, wow. Like these people that, you know, this is what I've been seeking. I've been seeking for this. This is, this is what church is supposed to be about. But then you, but then you see, you know, I, I don't want to be specific, but things just went on and I'm like, wait, I just left this church, came to another church. Now my issue is I have trust issues with church just like in a relationship yeah significant other you you were with this person for all these years you had this expectation for this person they they didn't treat you that way you leave and then you find this other person and you're like you're a little hesitant because of what you went through before but then of course like a brand new relationship glitter and gold mm -hmm. but then when you you know things transpired and you're like you're like what's going like is it me i question myself mm -hmm. i come to a point where like i question myself like like how am i supposed to be living life like how how are all churches bad just because i went to two two churches now i have church trust issues that's my issue now um and last thing before i'm done 
where I'm at now, like, I don't believe in religion mm-hmm. at all. I don't look at religion. Like, I, no, no. I'm, I'm about my spirituality, like uh, Tina said earlier. It's about, it's about me. It's about me. When you hear the word church, when you think of church, first thing that comes to my mind, community. Mm-hmm. Now, when you go to church and the community doesn't respect the church, what, what, like, what is that telling you? Church, to me, churches are, churches are supposed to help the community, for, not even the community, help the people in the church. Help the people in the church. There should be no reason why there are homeless people in your church. People are hungry in your church. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sorry. That's facts. The church is supposed to help the people. The church is for the people, not for the pastor, not for the ministers. The church is for the people. All right, I'm going to end there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Ricky. You brought us some great points. I think that um, even as you were talking, what I kept thinking about is like, is that what church was intended to be? If you really understood what it what, what church was and you'd be like, well, no wonder none of this stuff makes sense because it was never supposed to be like this, you know? And then we often confuse or put together God and church and it's two separately, two separate things, you know? Church as we know it as the building and all the other foolishness that comes along with that entity is not what it was supposed to be. And because we're operating, churches operate in a sense that of what it's not supposed to be that's the reason why there's so much abuse that's why there's so much nonsense and hurt and all that other stuff and that's why there's no sustainment in communities because why is it that this book okay i'm gonna bring up race for a second here why is it that when you go to a black area you see so many churches but there's so much poverty a lot of the times you see so many people walking around destitute you see so many people walk you know like there should be a difference something should be something should be different you know, then you have to ask yourself, is it a God thing or is it a church thing? Anyway, I'm gonna leave that alone. Let's do it right there. All right, so <laughs> with all of this um, experiences that you guys have had, like with the church hurt and abuse, how, how do you see that it's affected like your, um, your relationship with God? Because like I said, church and God is two different things, two completely different things. And also like, how has that affected your, um, your outlook on life and stuff? I see Jeff. First and foremost, hello everyone. Hello there, Hope everybody is well. <clears throat> it took a minute for me to leave the church. I already seen what was going on. I seen what was going on with the grown-ups, seen what was going on with the youth at the time. Um, but I was very adamant about staying. So now, over the course of the years passing by, I just noticed a whole bunch of nonsense going on. And I was wondering why the youth was leaving. And it just, I just literally couldn't take it no more. One Sunday night, because there was like nobody there for, um, as far as the youth, pastor asked, well, Hogarth, I'm sorry, Hogarth asked, why isn't the youth here? So then, you know, the gunmen get up, the pastor followers, and they're just saying a whole bunch of nonsense that they have no idea what they're talking about, talking about we're misled and we're caught up in the world. We don't respect God, stuff like that, stuff of that sort. So then now I was like, nah, this is blasphemy. I got to get up. 
So now I start to speak, and long story short, you know, with prideful Haitians, you got to always start off by a compliment first before you hit them with the truth. So then I tell them, it's great y'all bring the BLC from Haiti here. It's great y'all 25 years strong. It's great y'all did this for such an amount of time, blah, blah, blah. But all he heard was but. Because, of course, there's a but. The reason why you can't keep us here is because there's nothing to relate to us. Every time we try to bring something up, it gets shut down. You guys embarrass us. And people don't like that, naturally. So then I'm telling him, he keeps on asking these questions, and I'm like, Rasta, constantly you're saying, and then they're saying amen. So it's either they're not listening to you, or they're just, they're sheep. And I literally have to tell him this, and then as I'm about to continue talking, he basically told me, I stood up, I, I was speaking for too long, if I don't like the way he runs his church, I can get out. And this was right, right in front of my pops, and I'm like, I'm not gonna fight. This is this has nothing to do with me. I just wanted you to see what was going on, but you can't. So now, I had to distance myself from that, and it and it definitely made me feel some type of way because now, I, that's where I went for my safe haven. Like it was like more than just the building. That's why I went to to forgive myself of any wrongdoing or whatever you would call it. This is where I went to just like clear my head. Of course, see all of y'all and just keep that family tie strong and everything. But after that happened, I was in a place of void. I didn't know what to do, but then realized life is your biggest teacher. You don't need a building exactly to have a great relationship with a higher power. The building, there's a lot going on within the building. A bunch of good, but a lot of negative stuff going on too. So now at that point, I realized it's just me, myself, and I, and whatever higher power that just been supporting me from day one. So that's how I feel about the situation. I do apologize if I took too long. I just felt like I had to share that with y'all. Well, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. <laughs> Anyone else? Like, how did the whole, like, church abuse and church hurt, like, affect your, your, like, your relationship with God and with your life? Christina? Um, why you someone name like that? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so my relationship with God after leaving, well, my relationship while I was there was definitely developing. Um, but it was never, it was, I would say it was never solid only because of what Deb was talking about being psychology, uh, psychologically hurt. Um, I was always in battle, like with, in my mind and thinking, you know, taking the information from what I was taught and then going off um, what I thought was and trying to merge the two and trying to find a, like a common ground. Um, and in doing that, it stalled for so long because trying to find the middle ground was non-existent. And I found that out like after I left. My relationship with God in church was not as strong as it is outside of church. Mm. And I, I, I like the irony in that because it's like, well, when you think about it, and I'm pretty sure there's like a couple of Bible verses and all these other spiritual books that talk about that God is within you, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, cool. If God is within me, then that means what, whatever it is that you're feeling or whatever your intuition really is like 
a lot of I, I personally think it helps with spirituality only because it's just like we don't feel things just to feel it there's everything happens for a reason everything you feel is for a reason everything everything that happens to you is for a reason um and like after church was just like super eye-opening I mean my that that new chapter in my life where you know I'm not going to church is fairly new it's it hasn't been that long but my god <laughs> has so much more happened than when I was actually there for like 20 plus years and so much clarity and so many answers. I mean, so many questions have been answered ever since I left. And I'm like, well, if y'all talking about this higher power and like all these other things that come with it, why did it not make sense? Because quite frankly, spirituality makes perfect sense. It's common sense. You know what I mean? Like when you really want to dig into the history and like putting the pieces together, like it's, it's really not a hard concept. And it's funny because in church, they told us that he wasn't a complicated God. He's not like, you know, he's not this, um, you know, it's, it's very straightforward, you know, according to them, all you have to do is X, Y, and Z, and this will happen and whatever type thing. Um, but I just think it's crazy because it's just like, well, had I not left, you know, what would have happened? Had I, will I have been where I am today had I been in there? You know what I mean? And it's just like, it's who puts these people in charge to tell us what higher power is supposed to do for us, you know, what, how we're supposed to think and all these other things. And it's just like, when your mind is so controlled, it's kind of like, well, how do you expect me to be open-minded when it comes to a higher power? When I've been taught, when I've been basically, everything has, everything that I'm supposed to think has been dictated to me. You know what I mean? And when the time comes to think for yourself and the time comes where you need to have that one-on-one relationship with God, it was just like, well, this is kind of hard because somebody else has been doing this part for me. You know what I mean? And it's just like that finding, finding that and, you know, figuring that part out where that one-on-one is, I think, super crucial. Spirituality really is, I think, where it's where like the real foundation of a relationship with God um I think that's where that starts and I only say that because I don't think you can mix there's no middle ground in religion and spirituality it's one or the other it's kind of like spirituality you're following higher power or religion you're following a man who thinks they have divine power and who thinks they have all these you know all the answers to your questions that he is in no no, 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 no position at all in, you know, giving you the answer to that. So that's all I have to say. Thanks, Christina. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Like I've said this before, but um, even like in the whole, even when I was growing up, that's one thing I knew for me. Like I always had my own relationship with God separate from church. Before, when I look back on it, I really don't remember church up until I was about nine years old for some reason, even though I know I've been going to church like my, from when the time I was a baby. But my relationship with God was always just like completely separate. That's how I always knew something was off. Because I'm like, well, the God that I'm always hanging out with and chilling with and the one that I have built a relationship with the time that I was young, well, this one right here that I know to be true looks completely different from what you're sitting here trying to tell me who he is. This is not making any type of sense you know? And then when you, even when you read the Bible, like even Jesus condemned it, like Paul, like all of them condemned it. They condemned religion, all of it. 
because religion is, is it is man-made it's just another way to control people i don't care what religion you're talking about it's just a way to whether it's christianity in this uh, organized way or um islam judaism like all of that it's a way to control like just listen to the way that they talk about stuff and god doesn't care about all that he just tells you i just want a relationship with you literally it took till after i left this organization to realize that i never really had a relationship with god it's not until i left because just like christina said you're being told what to believe in you're being told you know if if you don't have you know just the right attire god's not gonna see you you know so it's like it really again it goes back to psychologically how that kind of how that kind of um affects you in your everyday life because now it's like i always just had this thought in my head like dang then does god hate me like because i'm like i'm i'm really having this struggle of wanting to be this way but these people are telling me that if i'm not this way god is not gonna see me god i'm going straight to hell i'm gonna die like so I had this complex within myself and it's like, I think that really, I was in a state of just um, confusion for a long time, state of confusion, state of loneliness, state of depression, state of just, you kind of don't know what's reality. You kind of don't know what's, you know, um, 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 perception. It's kind of all messed up for you. And it's not until I left and went to other churches where I still kind of realized like this, it's still not clicking for me until I kind of said, let me take a break from church and kind of pour back into myself. When that relationship really happened, where I really understood from this first organization, they don't even have an understanding of what God is. They don't even have that relationship it's more so about power. <laughs> I have power over, you know, people. So, you know, I can do all these things. So it's like, um, it definitely does mess with your, your belief system. It does definitely mess with you spiritually because now you feeling like God, God isn't real. I went into a, into a, um, into a season, I would say, where I was doing a lot of research for myself and doing a lot of, you know, just going on this spiritual journey and just finding out who I am as a black person and kind of was like, nah, like God is not real. Like this is all, this is, you know, all this stuff. This is what they told, they, they, they did this for the slaves. Like they told the slaves that they could only, you know, do this and worship a white, you know, master. So God is not real. And it's not until God really had to show me what it is, what, I wouldn't even say, you know, whatever you choose to believe that that that's, you know, what God is. But it's not until I made that understanding for myself, because, again, um, salvation is personal, right? Mm. I'll leave that at that. <laughs> Eli, you have something to say? So you have a, a finger up in the air. You got the baptism. Yeah. Okay. I jotted a couple of things down, um, and I'm going to share them. And I guess I'll explain as I go through. I wrote, I went to a building to provide service or give money to something I wasn't connected to because my parents made me till they, till they couldn't. 
so I made the best of it. Honestly, I was I went to that situation because I came from Haiti. I didn't go to BOC in Haiti. I didn't go to that situation in Haiti. Like I, I honestly, I was going. I was I, I grew up in Haiti. Like I, they would let me go to church on my own. It was a choice if you wanted to go, a choice if you wanted to stay home. I chose to go because the vibe in the church was just cool. People from the community went, and it wasn't. Or maybe I didn't know of the drama, but I just it was just a cool place to go on Sundays. I come here. My parents tell me, listen, you have to go because we go. So I went, and I was blessed to be able to meet my wife there, to meet my family there. To everybody I have here, I met because of that place. So I appreciate that place. I appreciate, um, but I think as humans, we would just adapt to wherever we were at those times and make the best of it. So I was in that place, and I just made the best of it. And was I ever connected to the spirituality they believe is going on in there? No way, no way. Like I, it was so bad. I got to the point where I used to just look at myself. Yo, I remember, I remember being in a, a youth meetings and being in certain like services, yo. And I was just like, yo, what is going on? Like, I start looking back at my life, like, yo, what did I do wrong that God is like touching all of these other young people? And like, I, like I can't get anything out of it because I'm like, I, I was scared. Because I know, yo, I know so many people that have been in service. Y'all see these people acting up, you know, bugging out, doing all this stuff, and I catching all these spirits, and, and, and you know. But but when yeah. it's done in Haiti, it's, it's, when it's done in Haiti, it's done anywhere else. It it it's the job. It's it's some sort of evil spirit that's taking over them. But when they do it in church, the exact same way, then all of a sudden it's a spiritual form that's taking over, and it's a ghost. But it's a holy ghost, so we don't got to be too scared of it. Um, so I, it, it never, I never connected with it. Yo, I'm not going to hold y'all. I never felt anything. And I was just in that place. I, I, the only thing I felt was like, yo, maybe I'm like, I did something wrong during the week. Maybe I lied to my parents. Maybe something that I did, like screwed me over where I can't feel the spirit that they're feeling. Cause so many of them, I guess they're feeling it, but no, it's not that they're feeling it. It's a, I don't want to my my perception of it is not that they're feeling. I could I could share my perception. I'm being as real and as honest with y'all as possible. Yeah. When when you indoctrinate little kids for so long, you tell them the color green is the color blue for so long. Eventually, they're gonna act like that's the case. So so if you if you're doing like these actions in front of the kids, how come they imitate and they catch the same type of spirit as the adults? Because you see the adults doing it and they they they're just jacques pet. They're just like little little birds that follow what the bigger birds do. They're little monkeys that do what the bigger monkeys do. You know what I'm saying? So I never got it. I never felt anything. And I couldn't lie to myself because I felt like, yo, God might be watching me, yo. And if I'm out here trying to perpetrate, I'm trying to, I'm out here acting like, my thing was, yo, if I'm out here trying to perpetrate, I'm out here trying to act like things are one way when it really isn't. God's gonna see that because God's gonna God's gonna know my heart and it's direct and I, I won't be I can lie to all of y'all right here but but at the end of the day God's gonna look at me and he's gonna be like bro I caught you my son whatever it is I caught you I see that you've been BSing so all of this fake spirit you've been catching all this nonsense that you've been doing I'm hip to it and and when it comes time to deal with me you you're gonna wish you never did that so I never fronted I just I, I just you know if there was something that I could participate in that could help the time go by, whether it was the band, you know what I'm saying? I could be around like, you know, my fan, I could be, I could play, I'd be in the search of saxophone with Rick, you know what I'm saying? I'll be in the choir and Deborah is the best choir leader we ever had. And it's, that's the only time I even ever felt connected to being a part of any type of singing in that church. Um, that's uh, one thing I wanted to cover. Um, the next thing, brainwash, man. Listen, it's, 
when you're able to think differently, I remember when I left high school, one of the first classes that I, I was blessed to, to be able to take in college was an uh, African, um, uh, African um, history class where I learned the, the I learned so much about Haiti. I grew up, I was born in Haiti, grew up in Haiti until the age of seven. And I, I, I guess like, yeah, I mean, I was so young, so there's a lot that I didn't get a chance to, to learn, but I learned so much about Haiti in my African studies class. So I'm, I'm thinking like, I'm, I don't think I ever connected the fact that, you know, we were African. I was just like, you know, Haitians are from Haiti, Africans are from Africa. And you wouldn't believe how many people in Haiti don't even know that they're African, right? So that we have, we're, we're sitting in a bunch of, a, we're sitting in a building with a bunch of people that are psychically jacked up and miseducated and they're indoctrinated, they're indoctrinated by who? That's something that we need to we need to connect. Like you, we've all gone to school, man. You don't go and do a book report and don't have no bibliography. You, where did you get the information from? No one cares. So we sit here and and this person is in, interpreting a book that's been interpreted by a bunch of different people from a new religion that that's been created and then a washed out version of that religion that was created in the in the Midwest by a bunch of white people that have no connection to my strides in life, they bring, it to a, they bring it to a bunch of Haitians that don't even know about themselves in Haiti and just looking for an opportunity to leave. So once they get this message, they take that message and they just spread it to the people and the people are just looking for an opportunity to get out. So, so now I'm looking at a bunch of higher ups that have family and kids and all that stuff in Haiti that they left behind because they received some word, even though with the women that they were married to, all of the stuff that they had going on, they left it for opportunities to come to the U.S. and practice the new religion that they've been given and act like all of a sudden they're all saints. But when you go to their funerals, you see all their kids that they done had with like, you know, three, four, five different women, but then they want to preach to you about how you need to be perfect. I mean, listen, bro, I have so much here, like, I could go in on. I'm just trying to make sure, like, you know, I, I you know, express some of the, um, some of the, the, the more direct things. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. The, the, the dictatorship mindset, man. Yo, I can't stand that. Like, I, I like, to be in a building where, where only what one person, so, so, the, the way it's structured is, this person has the highest antenna in the building, and his antenna is so high that God could speak to him, and then God speaks to him, and then he tells us what to do. So then he doesn't have to work because we have to give him our money. Um, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to do this because we we do it. We provide this, we provide that. You know, you buy him a you buy him a car, he sells it, takes the money, does whatever he wants with it. We can't ask no questions. Then he he brings in people from a, who knows where. You know, we bring a, you bring an African dude that follows religion or, or steals money from who knows where. You don't need to, if it was any one of us that brought somebody, they need to know who that person is. This guy brings in some guy from, they found at an airport. They gave you a whole fake story about who they found some dude, and he, and he has a story for you and how, why are we not taking care of, we're not taking care of our pastor. We're not buying him cars. We're not, we're, meanwhile, we've been doing all that, but, you know, this guy spent all the money. He's. He bought out whatever we did with the car, and then now we got people coming up to me asking me for money to go buy a dude a Lexus. What? Devil is how about how about setting up something for the youth? Yeah, how about setting up something for the youth? Send somebody to college. Send somebody to 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 to, to sleep or camp. Send one of the girls to gymnastics. You know, for the summer. Do something where it's like yo, you're actually doing it for the people, and since the people.
take advantage of people because what? Because you got a bunch of sheep. You know what I'm saying? And that's what the and that's another thing. That's what they preach. They they preach this sheep and shepherd type of mentality. Where have y'all ever seen sheep before? Sheep sheep are not very smart. Sheep are they, like sheep have sheep have have one shepherd and it actually one shepherd is able to make a whole circumference and make the sheep follow. Or they or they make a dog run around, not realizing yo. Listen, I can't think for myself. This person has to think for me. Well, I'm not a sheep. I'm not a sheep. I'm a human. I have the same brain that powered it, maybe more than you do, and I'm able to to um you know think clearly for myself. And man, listen, like, I can keep on going, bro. Like I is probably like a quarter of my sheep, and I got a lot more to say, Fab. But I I think I'll just on my break. I, I thank you. I appreciate you for all your honesty and all that awesome information. <laughs> that but that's real though. Okay, so uh, Ricky. Now. I'm in a place where I'm in a place where I can't even blame people for what they do because they don't know any better. Right. That that's that's what I put in my head. So you know, this is going this is this is aiming towards anyone, any any religion or anything. Like they were raised, they were raised raised a certain way they they're how can i say they they reached a point where they're not gonna question anything they're not gonna they're just gonna follow so now they have that in their head they have that in their head so of course it's right because that's what the generation before taught them well, you were taught two plus two was four, and you never questioned it. Now your kid is coming to you like, okay, two plus two is four. Like, where did you, where did you get that? Like, how do you know two? Why can't it be two plus two is five? Why, why not? And then you're like, no, this is what I've been taught. Like, I've known this. I knew this for all my life. Like, this is the right answer. So this, this is how I view it. I look at it like that. So that's why I can't even. You can't even speak negatively about these people because that's what was drilled into their heads. That's one thing. Second thing, just to add on uh, what Eli was saying. Yeah, you know, the, the past, usually the pastors or the leader, whatever you want to call them, have the most extravagant things and, and you know, the people are suffering, like, it doesn't make sense. Not to say that the pastor cannot have those things. They can have them. Just but the prioritize. You have to prioritize. Just like you have a child, you're not going to be dripped in Gucci, Fendi, Prada, and your kid is wearing children's place. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like, prior, like, he, like Eli said, do for the people to to have the people feel like they should do for you yeah. that's it yeah and i think also it's not i don't think necessarily a bad thing that the pastor or whoever the leader is have it it just shouldn't be off of the back off of the people like it shouldn't be no manipulation or this coercion to sit here like i don't know if the, the, this is church called um um transformation church right and a pastor over there yeah you know like the, 
super successful, but you see the money that he has to do what he does, that's his money. He's not doing that off of the back of the people. And I think that is an awesome, healthy way of seeing how like, you know, and one thing I love about that particular church, they give, like they receive so much money and they pour it right back into the community, into the church. I yes, mean, like they've given out houses, they've given out cars to the people who need it. I mean, like, yo, time and time and time and time and time again. And honestly, it's looking at that church that made me realize that after all these years of being out there, I'm like, you see, there are good ones out there. It just goes to show not all of them are bad. It's just the one that we got, you know, roped into was messed up, <laughs> you know? But you got the, but that's the thing, just like, like how they say, like, you know, this crazy thing where people be like, all men, all men are dogs. No, all men are not dogs. You know, all men are not dogs. The same way all churches are not bad or all, you know, institutions are bad. Okay, Fuido, go ahead. All right, so with my relationship with God, the way I could compare it is that being in church is, is like it brought me to a bridge, but it only showed me where the bridge is supposed to be. It gave me no bridge to cross. It didn't even teach me how to build a bridge. It wasn't until, like, you know, everybody said it, after that I had to learn on my own exactly what God was because when the church brought me to what I thought was the bridge, it made me say, I don't want this God. Like, mm. if this is how things are gonna work or if this is how things are supposed to be, I want no parts. So it didn't take me to, like, you know, um, Ace said, like, you know, when you're there, but you're not consciously there. So it didn't take me till that to realize, like, you know, this is something you have to do on your own. And the right way through, you know, other types of guidance and basically common sense. Because in the church, the church lacks a lot of logic. It lacks a lot of common sense. So with that, um, my relationship earlier was... Um, rocky, troubling because of the simple fact there was no guidance. And the guidance that they offered, it wasn't proper guidance. It was garbage. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Well, let me ask you this question. And Tanya, I want to ask you, because I haven't heard you talk yet. Have you recovered from your church hurt? Like, are you still dealing with it? Like, where are you at with that? Um, no, I, I feel that I still feel hurt. Because being that, well, I don't want anybody to take offense. For me, let me speak for myself, it's a call for me. Because as you guys said, there are some people that are still affiliated. I'm not knocking them for it, but um, I don't think I'm fully recovered. But honestly, I feel that I got closer to God when I left. As you mentioned earlier before, Fabi, um, yes, I was going there, but I felt that my, thank you. I felt that I still had a relationship with God personally. I didn't feel that like I needed to go to a church to have a relationship with God. And I felt that my mom always taught me that and my dad, you know, because there were two people that was always praying and that's, I grew up in a household like that. So my parents didn't need to be in church for them to be praying. This is what I saw. Right. Uh, as far as hurt, yes, I feel that I'm still hurt because there's something, because it always goes back. We still talk about it. So obviously it still hurts us. Because we can be talking about anything. It always goes back some way, somehow about church. And like some of you mentioned, I'm grateful because we wouldn't have the relationship that we have now, all of us, you know? And um, some things I do still think about, 
And one of the main things for when say go past, right? Because they say, oh, we're supposed to be a church. You say, you and you say for me, that's a line that I hate. No, nobody needs. Stop, they need to stop saying, they need to just ban that line. Say that in English. That They always say that we are one and we are a family, right? So this thing, I don't know. This situation, it still hurt me till this day because youth that grew up in the church, you're supposed to have their back, right? You're supposed to be like, take them under your wings. So you go past the way. And the so-called leader, oh, oh, it's preaching, oh, no say pity, got some no say pity film. English. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Oh, uh, you're my, you're my sons and you're my daughters, you know, um, you're like my children. But when this situation happened, who was around? No one ever called, especially from the leaders wise, to check on people, to check on them to see how they're doing. And that's an example right there. Because you don't know uh, what the person is going through. And in a situation like that, like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Till this day, like. He called, I remember? He called me. He called me to ask me, can I do a favor, a free favor for the church? Oh, he heard that I, I, I have skills as a photographer. Um, they ain't got no money for me. But can I come do, can I come shoot some, um, one, of, one of these guys that he knows is getting I married? I definitely remember that. He needs he needs me to come shoot the wedding. He spoke on but that. They don't, but they don't got money, so I have no payment. This is the first phone call I get maybe like two or three years after my mom passed. So just to be clear, so the person that Tanya is talking about, Seligo, that's actually Eli's and Jeff's mother. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. First phone call I get, yo, is, is hey, uh, we, we, we got this guy getting married, and I heard that, I heard that you're a photographer, too. So uh, can you come shoot the wedding? But there, 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 there's no payment. There's no, you know, not nah, that, hey, what's going on? Yeah, my man didn't even try to make it seem like he, like, he even tried to swindle me with it. He was just kind of like, hey, listen, I ain't paying you, but I heard you're a photographer, and I need you to do me a solid, you know what I'm saying? These people probably paying to use my church, but I'm not going to, I'm not getting you no bread out of it. I'm not helping you pay a bill. But you need to come and shoot this wedding for free. So, yeah, Fatty, see? Example, that's what I'm talking about. Not even a, oh, how you guys been after the situation, you know? But it's things like that. And stuff like that still hurt me. Because, as I said, we grew up in that church. And you would think they had more respect for us, you know? Overall. Not even with that only situation. There's other, I can go on. Yeah, other situation. But as far as um, relationship with God, I, me personally, I have no problem with that. I don't need to be in a church building for me to have a relationship with God. Stop. In the moment that we're in, guys, uh, so COVID-19 has taken over, right? Um, are people still having services? Online. There you go. Online. So what's the need of a, build, of, of a church building? Once again, the building was never meant to be. <laughs> That's man created. The building was man created. Okay. It was never meant to be like this. Mm-hmm. Really, right. honestly, the true church, like how it was, if you read like the book of Acts, was you see how we're doing it right here? This was really it was. This was. Mm-hmm. this was this was the original church, like how it is small groups just like this coming together and talking about God. That was how it was. But man, she created its own version of something or other. Right. T, you want to go ahead and say something? Um, I don't even know where to start. But um, I've experienced 
something similar to what um, Tanya and E were talking about. Um, it was like, for instance, my mom had, I think it was her last, the last joke that she had and she was on bed rest for like a good two months. Mm -hmm. And the same leader that we're all, we all know who it is, instead of calling to check up on her and see like, hey, like I understand you're not working, you don't work, you're, on, you're living on SSI and all that stuff like that. He called to ask her like, oh, we need like $300 for this, that, and third. And they were like, okay. And then my mom, she's like, she's a giving person. So she'll take it out of her own pocket, like not even pocket, out of her own social security to give to the church. And it's like, you give it to a church that doesn't give back. Like, what are they doing for you? They're, ask, you're, they're asking you for, oh, we need you for this. We need you for that. The church always asks people to give, but then they don't give back. And it's just like, I don't know. I just have so much to say, but I, I just want to get that off my chest. So. How have you recovered, my dear, if you have? Um, so I would say to answer that question, I feel like I have recovered from church hurt. Um, because when you understand what it is, what church hurt is, now you can understand how to kind of move past it, right? Because I would, like I said, I went, I went on a journey of just finding myself in a spiritual sense. So it's like, through that journey, it was kind of like on and off. I was so hurt from the church, then go to go into another church, and I was so hurt from that church. So now it makes you want to turn your, your back on church. But again, like you said, that's not what church was intended to be. So if you don't have that understanding and understand that people are not perfect, yeah. it's not the church that hurt you. It's not God that hurt you. It's not necessarily the religion that hurt you, but it's people. People are imperfect. So you're going to find, for me to be able to even walk into a church now and be able to worship with the people and be able to just even get a word and feel that, you know, connection with God. It, it, I had to heal from that church hurt. Yeah. I had to understand that, yes, people are not perfect. People are going to do just manipulative things. People are going, are going to not do what, um, they're not going to do God's work. So, and it's like, it makes you want to turn your back away from, you know, Christianity as a whole, but it's like, Iris, that, that, again, I'm not a religious person. I'm not somebody that, subs or, or I would say, I don't subscribe to any religion, but I respect Christianity for what it is because it's a discipline. It's a, if you are going to follow Christ and be Christ-like, this is how you live your life. And that's the discipline with every religion. That's, you know, every religion is a discipline. But yeah, for me, I feel like I'm not healed totally from the PTSD of it or the like, you know, but I am definitely um, recovered or recovering from that church hurt experience. And again, and again, be mindful that this is, if this is the one experience that you've made, and this is a horrible start to make an experience of anything. It's like saying, you know, um, I've never waxed my eyebrows before. And the first waxing that you ever go to, they take your whole eyebrow off. You're going to be like, nope, this is it's just bad. So be mindful that 
the people that are in this room, the people that are in, not this room, but the people that are basically here, we've made that one, you know, just that one experience. So don't just knock it all off because we made that one experience. That's full of wisdom there, <laughs> Dove. That's good. That's really good. Yes, Christina. Um, okay, so the question is, because we're, we're saying a lot, so I'm like trying to process everything. Yeah. The question How is, have you recovered, if you have recovered at all? Okay. Relationship with God like? Okay. Um, so I want to say that I partially recovered only because um, speaking about like our experience and about the religion itself still works me up. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to lie that like, oh yeah, like I could talk about it, no problem. But talking about it now, um, my heart, my mind, my understanding is in a whole completely different place than it was when I was, you know, when I first ripped the bandaid off, like, wow, this is it. Like, I can't believe I'm going through this. Um, you know, the emotional angry hurt. Um, and for a really long time, like I couldn't speak about, um, religion, you know, the BOC, whatever the case is without being bitter. Right. And learning to under, you know, learning myself and understanding who I really am. I'm not a bitter person. You know what I mean? Like, so why should something, I'm not going to say it's so small, but why should something like religion or, you know, the idea of church should work me up so much to the point where like, I'll say things that I know that I would never say, you know what I mean? So I've recovered from that. You know what I mean? I've recovered from that part and understanding that like, you know, people that are in this, people that are in this situation and, you know, who are in this organization, they are, this is home for them. You know what I mean? This is like, this is what keeps them sane. This is what keeps them going every single day. They don't know anything else, but it's just like, you can't be mad at somebody who doesn't know what they don't know. You know what I mean? It's just like talking to a wall. Cause it's just like, all right, you tell them everything that they need to know, but it's just like, at the end of the day, it goes in one ear, it comes out the other. Um, so I recover from that part, but the part that I'm still recovering from is, um, is just the idea that like people really don't think that their lives can't change or like they can't have anything better for themselves. And I think part that really upsets me is like, well, how are you expecting anything better when you're constantly doing the same thing every single day? You know what I mean? Like that concept, it, it, it just doesn't make sense where you're just like, well, I want something different. I want a greater relationship with God. I want to do X, Y, and Z. I want to do, you know, I want all these blessings, but it's just like, well, sis, if you've been struggling for the past couple of years, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, there's been no improvement in, you know, your relationship with God or whatever the case may be because of, you know, man-made standards, man-made, a man-made checklist that you, you know, you've checked everything off, but it's just like, well, you're still at square one. You know what I mean? And I think that I haven't recovered from that because just like, especially the young, I'm, I'm not particularly talking about the older, the, um, the older people, but right before I left, the youth that was there really held a special place in my heart because it was just like, all of you have so much potential. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you really don't have to think that this is life. This is not what life is. This is not like, you know, who you're meant to be or like who, I mean, I can't say that, but like this environment is not for you really is what I'm, is what I'm getting at. Um, and there's no way to really like, you know, to grow, to progress, to, you know, to strive in this kind of environment when you have, you know, so limitations, just like 
well, what am I supposed to do? I've already kind of done everything you told me to do. Like, what, you know, what else is there more to do? So that part I'm still recovering from because, like, again, I, like, I have really close relationships with almost all the youth that was there right before I left. And it's just like, oh, well, like, Christina, we don't see you anymore, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, it hurts because I can't tell them why I'm not there anymore. I can't tell them why, you know, the situation is the way it is because it's just like, well, one, it'll backfire because they're going to be, oh, Christina, D, this, that, and the third. And two, and it's just like, well, if I tell you, you're not really going to understand what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Um, And I just wish that, like, there was a better platform for the youth to, like, one, think for themselves, two, have the space to ask more questions and, you know, to be, have the ability and, you know, be given the permission to think for themselves. You know what I mean? Because really everything that they know is just like, I'm pretty sure in school they're, like, pushing back on a lot of things professors are saying to them. It's just like, well, I, this doesn't make sense. You know, like, my church doesn't allow this, so we shouldn't be doing this. And, you know, like, it, it's just, it's not a, a healthy lifestyle for anybody to live that kind of life because it's just like mentally you're suppressing yourself you're suppressing your relationship with god at that point because it's just like well you feel all of these things you feel all of these emotions and it's just, and they're natural you know what i mean they they're there for a reason because you're a human being you know what i mean like you're supposed to feel all these things you're supposed to go through things in life and it's just like well when somebody can't do that and it's just like it's kind of like the Haitian mentality. It's just like you've been living at home for 30 years and then in two years, they expect you to find the love of your life, have kids, have all these things. And it's just like, well, I've been held hostage for 30 years. How do you expect all these things to happen in a matter of 24 months? Like, it, it, it just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? So like, that's, that's the part. That's the part that I'm healing. Like, I'm still recovering from. It's just like, I have to, I have to let myself know that like, all right, Christina, really, this is not for you, this is not an experience to force onto other people. You know what I mean? This is something that people have to, they have to take at their own pace. They have to go through these things by themselves and until they really get it, because it's just like, well, you could tell everyone the right thing, but if they don't accept it, if they don't, you know, actually um, allow themselves to live through it, it's just everything you're saying or doing is in vain. I think you're definitely right on that. I think that's one of those things where like everybody has to come to terms with it at some point, whether you acknowledge it or you don't, that's up to you. But I think at some point, and I think it's, it's around that time of when we're a teenager to become an older teenager, you know what I mean? Like during like the college years, if you choose to go to college, because then it's like, I think college is one of the best things because it forced like you, you, you start taking classes and start like, wait a second. I remember one of the classes that blew the heck out of my mind where it was when I, I took like an introduction to to, to, to um, world religion or something like that. And I was just like, hold up a second. <laughs> it really caused me to think and question even more so everything that I already, you know, what, that, what I've been taught and like, huh, you know, but at the same time too, for me, like it made me decide like, okay, like I hear everything that they're saying and I get it. But at the same time to my relationship with God, I think this is what I'm going to hold on to because this is what, you know, that's my personal thing. That's what I, you know what I mean? But, um, and I think when it comes to the religion part also, it's like, once again, I think it's very similar to just being um, in a abusive relationship, right? Where you ever see some, I don't know if you guys have met anybody like that, where they're in a, stuck in an abusive relationship and then they never leave. And it's just like, you're getting beat upside your head and you're still in this. Like you want more. And I know you want more because you're saying that you want more, but then again, you stay in this. Some people are just comfortable in their misery. 
Some people are, that's one. And also, if that's all you know, then some people, regardless of how bad it is, they're scared to get out of that. They will sit there and stay with it forever and allow that person to constantly keep abusing them and because that's all they know, you know? And, and it's like, and, and, and it's comfortable. You know, I think if I didn't leave the way that I left and for the reason that I left, I would have still been in it. I would have I I stayed there and there for, for a good while because you guys were my family. You know, you guys, I mean, that's, that's all that I knew. That's all that I knew, you know, but it got to the point for me where self, where self-preservation became more important over staying in that. Does anybody else have any, uh, any points? Have I recovered from, from church hurt? Is this what we're calling it? I don't feel that I was that connected to the system to have really been as hurt as I, as, as it's said to be. I think I regret the fact that I had a lot of time. I had like sports and all this stuff that I had to cast away. I had this different opportunity that I had to cast away because I missed out on those things because I was investing my time into something that at this point, really, I look back and I can't remember. But like I said, besides the friendship and the family, I can't really think about what I got out of it that I kept concrete. And so am I hurt from, am I, hurt from it no not at all actually i'm i'm relieved i'm not i'm not hurt no more i'm delivered like that guy says i'm i'm good i'm happy because if i if i was hurt by it that means like i still have some sort of connection to it we all connected to it because of where our parents were we grew up in the system so i mean yeah we're always going to have stories about we spent majority of our lives there we can't just cut the stories and all the fun and all the BS and all the nonsense, like there's jokes. There's all that stuff involved in the time that we spent there. So we're always going to be connected to it. But am I hurt by it? No, I'm delivered. I'm happy because now I have, I could, you know, I was always thinking for myself, but now I could think more clearly for myself, you know, I, I, and I could be more, more of a balanced person and just, just live life, you know what I'm saying? And try to think about, about what, 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 is, what is the yin and the yang in life, you know? Be a good person. Do, do onto others as you would like to have done onto you. So there's principles in religion that I look at. I'm like, okay, well, that's, 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 that's not, I don't think anybody had to tell you that. I think you, you, like, humanistically, we have the ability to judge for ourselves. What we do is we, we leave our judgment because we're, we're, we leave the ability to make those um, decisions, those, that ability, the innate ability to say, yo, I just feel like something's wrong if I go to this side, um, so I'm not going to do that. Or the, the, the growth factor of, yeah, I went through the side, I got hurt, and like I've, I've learned, don't go electrocute myself again, stay on this path or do things differently, all right? So we just became like, like once again, we became like little sheep that need to be told when to, what, where to work, what school to go to, uh, who to be married to. You just controlled your whole life. So once you have the opportunity to see this world, the world that God created, and you're able to experience it, it's just like drinking water. You could drown just from drinking water. You could drink too much water and, and drown, literally. You could, you could be in the, blood could be in the sunlight for too long and catch skin cancer. Too much of, too much of anything is, may not be good for, for anybody, all right? So it's a balance. This is what life is. It's a balance. So understanding that balance, nah, man, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm not hurt at all, man. I'm delivered. I'm happy. And I, like I said, I, I, I believe in spirituality, but as far as religion goes, 
Yo, Bobby, show me one more call. They, they, not, they not catch me. They ain't catch me before they ain't catch me again. Thank you. <laughs> go ahead, Benji. Or okay, go ahead. Uh huh. Um, I'm not. I'm not hurt over it. I'm more. I'm not hurt about it. I'm more like disappointed because I know the fact that it's still going on to this day, and the fact that like, like Christina said that there's still we still have youth in there. That's so, and some of them realize it, but they just can't. They can't leave because they're so like they're they're so tied up into it, like with their parents or whatever the case may be. Like that's all that they have. That's all that they really didn't have. And like you know, like people have people traveling two hours just to go to church. So like that's all that they know. And it's like it sucks because it's like dang, like there's so much more out there. Like it took me. I I would say I officially left in 2014, and even still, I was still trying. Like I was still coming back, like here and now and then, like on um conventions and stuff and it's like my spirit just it was like the energy is not I'm not being fulfilled as much as I should be and it's like like he said like seeing people catch the holy ghost and it's like okay like I know God's real I feel it I, I'm feeling what y'all saying but it's like it's just too much it's like a little bit of fakeness somewhere here and there it's like you got like a little thing of this it's like you're doing too much like come on like what's really going on and I was like you know what I have to like I really have to leave and then I left and then talking to other people with a like their spiritual mind is like, it's, it's more than what they, mind you, they're not even born in the church and they know more than I could, more than people that we know that was, that's in the church still this day. And it's like, dang, like, how can you be that connected to God? And what have you done that I wasn't doing right? Cause I was born in the body. I was born in church. I had to be at church Friday. So like, I had to be at church. That was a religion. I was skipping school. No, I'm not. Okay. I was skipping after school classes to be at church. I was skipping stuff to be at church. That was like my second life. How come you're you're that connected and you know so much about what you like about the spiritualness of of where you need to be and the aspects of where you need to be that I don't know and I'm the one that's going to church and you're not. And like it's it just sucks because I know that there's still people in the church that's going through it and they know because they see us and they know that what we've been through, granted that they were young, they see us and they're like, okay, well, they obviously left for a reason. And we're experiencing it. And I think they're just waiting. They're just waiting for that that green light. Like we waited for our green light. They're just waiting for it. I am. Hey, Benji. Hey, y'all. Um, sorry, I haven't gotten able to say much to babies, but um, I want to backtrack a little bit. Um, I think one of the question was, um, have you healed? I think it was something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, me personally. I have healed and I treated it as a life lesson and I don't be me personally I don't regret anything um it's a life it's a it's a life lesson it was a learning lesson for me whereas I wasn't connected at all I would talk to the ministry I would talk to like leaders of the youth and I would tell them like hey I have a question, like, you know, hypothetically speaking, like, like, why is the sky blue? And I couldn't get like a direct answer. And it was always like a brick wall. And every time I tried to connect, I couldn't connect to the point where when I moved out of state, I pretty much distanced myself from church. And I, um, I was like pretty much doing like, like evaluation on this, my, on my spiritual life and to see like you know if this is really for me because i was born in it there was no actual reasoning as to why we're here or what's like 
our beliefs or whatever. And even with like different churches, they have different rules or policies or whatever based off of their saints. So for me, it was just like, I didn't feel like we were more, I didn't feel like we were like a unison. And um, I felt like, so like to backtrack with my mom, when my mom got ill, no one called, called my mom to ask her how she was doing or even called me because I was out of state to ask me how she was doing, if they needed anything or anything like that. But they would call my mom and tell my mom, hey, we need X, Y, Z money to, you know, send to wherever they need to send to. And sometimes when my mom didn't have it, she'll call me or my sister. And I was like, no, like, I'll give you money, but that's not going there, period. And like, I'll cut it short, like, no, no if, ands, or buts. Like, I didn't care because I was just like, that's not, my money's not going there. So, um, yeah, it was just, it was just, <sighs> trying to keep it clean and proper. <laughs> it was just um, challenging in a sense. Like, even with me, like, relocating out of state, because my original plan after high school was to become a naval nurse, which is like a nurse in the Navy. And I remember I went to my mom and I told my mom, this is what I wanted to do. And she was like, well, talk to the ministry, let, you know, since they're closer to God, their right hand to God or whatever, talk to them. As an obedient child, I, you know, I went to them and he pulled me into the office and I told him my plan and I didn't really tell him I was joining the military because I already knew their their mindset with military. So I just told him, like, you know, I just want to move out of state. And where I had to go was Jacksonville. And he was like, you're not going there because I don't like the churches out there. You have three options. And ever since I moved and I got transcript transfer to attend to the other church, it was, um, it was I had to get accepted, like reaccepted in a sense. And by me going to that church, it was, how do I call it? It was just, it was very challenging <laughs> because the things that we were used to, they weren't doing. And when I, I remember I had fell on hard times and I needed a place to stay. And I went to the pastor and I was like, hey, this is my situation. What do I do as like a guidance type of thing? And he was like, the grass is not always greener on the other side, so do what you got to do. And he got up. I'm, I'm like dead serious. He got up, reached out of his briefcase, and took a book and started reading in mid-conversation. So I'm just like, so what do I do? <laughs> like, what, like, what's your guidance for me in a sense since you're like right hand to God? Because I'm praying, but I'm not understanding where God wants me to be. So as my spiritual leader, where, where should I, well, you know, where should I go? Because an, uh, an opportunity for me, for Georgia came about, you know, came about. And that, he was, that was his response was the grass is like always green on the other side. So it was like, at that moment, I just took like a step back from BOC. No matter what congregation it was, I just took a step back and whole. And just like pretty much reevaluated everything starting from my dad who was given runarounds like that's like another story going down trickling down to the youth and it was just like it was always 
one-sided in a sense, and it was never beneficial to the youth. It wasn't beneficial to the saints. Like if he wasn't given money or if he wasn't active, you were pretty much non-existent. Like I remember an elder in the church, I wasn't coming to church for a while. And when I made a pop-up visit, just to see if I could have like a reconnect type of thing, she came up to me. She was like, where have you been? I was like, I'm in home. And she was like, well, if you don't come to church, I won't remember, to, we, we won't remember to pray for you. So my response to her was, so if I'm not here physically, you won't ever remember to pray for me. So in order for you to remember me, you have to see me in church. I'm like, you know what? As a matter of fact, today is the last day that you'll ever see me. I'm not coming back. So it was just like, at that point, I was like, you know, I'm just like, I'm done with BOC. Now I, I'm okay with not being there. Like I'm close to whoever I need to be close to. Like you guys are like legit my second family, my brothers and sisters or whatever, but everybody else is just like outside of us. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'll talk to whoever I need to talk to. But as far as like my spiritual life, it's more so pure meditation, prayer, and just like guidance from, from, from you know, from God. And like, I go from there, you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm on a different spiritual realm. Like I still believe in the higher power. I just don't believe in religion because religion to me, it doesn't make sense how it's considered the body of Christ, but when it comes to Baptist or Catholic or whatever the case is, they say that, oh, we're, they're not part of it. What makes them different? Right. From us? Mm -hmm. So and that, was a, that was a question I could, to this day, could never be answered correctly. Because if God put us all here, you know, as one, and we're worshiping the same God, even though it's a different de de denominational, why is it that they're different from us? Why is it that it's more victorial in a sense for us to do certain things? Like we couldn't have nail polish, like even like perm our hair or whatever. The case. Like the smallest little things, like we just couldn't do. And you could never give me a correct reason as to why I couldn't do it. So since you don't have the answer, there's no point of me being here. There's no point of me going based off of your, of your, um, of whatever like leadership rules or policies, whatever you want to call it. There's no point because you don't have no direct answer for me when I have questions. So at that point, I just like, you know, it is what it is. I'm out. Deuces. So that's where I'm at with that. Wow. Thank you, Benji. <laughs> that was real. <laughs> Passion. Yeah, a whole lot. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know, man. But one thing I can say that I've gotten from everything everybody has said for sure is that church and relationship with God is completely two different things. And no matter how much you go to church, like that's not going to affect your relationship with God. Because obviously there's a lot of people started having a relationship with God or whatever once they left church. And another thing um, that I've gotten from all this too is, um, I will say this, I will give this to the cult. One thing I will say that I got out of it though is the preservation because I feel like life could have went a whole other way if I wasn't in church all the stinking time. <laughs> I will definitely say that if I wasn't in church all the time with all of you guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, because there was, like, there was an accountability that was there. And then when I see what everybody else in my age group was going through and what they were doing, I didn't have a chance to do all of that and all that crazy. There's only so much trouble I, I was able to get myself into because I was always in church all the time. Because if it wasn't band practice, we were in the choir and we, I mean, yo, we were in church like all the freaking time, yo. But that was the good thing that came out of that, of course, with the family thing. Another thing I also got from this too, like, 
one thing I know for sure is just really is I think that we all get to a point where you have to like you earnestly ask God to reveal himself to you and that's one thing I know for sure if you ask God who he is to you he'll definitely show himself to you so one way or another Deborah you got something and then we'll wrap it up after this you have to understand that our situation exclusive I mean inclusive to this group yeah. Our situation was a, is, was a little bit more severe from people that experienced church hurt in um, just, you know, in different churches, in American churches and, and just churches, you know, and religions other than, you know, this particular religion. It was a little bit more severe because not only did we experience church hurt, we experienced experience church hurt from a cult. Yeah. So it's like you have to keep that in mind as well because it's like with cults, and then you could do your own research on this. It's like with cults, there's an agenda. With yeah. some cults, it's like a witchcraft agenda. With other cults, it's like um, just crazy ideas, you know, tight like entitlement, power. And with our cult agenda, it was the money. It was financial. It was titles. It was power. It was about manipulation. So when you talk about things like, you know, community and how we built a community with for ourselves, we built a community within ourselves. This is why we are still here today. And we're having this discussion with each other today because we built that community. And that's the reason why they kind of rejected us. Yeah. It's because we were doing we were doing what God <laughs> intended to happen. We were functioning and we were we were um um we were functioning out of love. Yes, that's good. See what I'm saying? That's at, at the end of the day, whatever message or whatever you want to take from religion, spirituality, God, whatever, at the end of the day, the 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 bottom line is love. And that's something that was opposite. That that's that that was that feeling of I don't feel right here. They weren't practicing it. You preach it all the time. These are things that you're preaching all the time and you're not practicing it. So also keep that in mind that this was like a, a cult. It functioned like a cult, you can go read up on what a cult is these these are in articles these are in books these are you know people talk about these for, for a long long time so it's like i thank god that he took us out of it mm -hmm. and set us on the right path and you know that i'm not church hurt anymore where i'm not you know holding it even though you don't forget <laughs> you forgive but you don't forget but you know i'm, I'm i praise god that I can at least get over it and say, listen, these people chose to do, you know, something, you know, their own thing. other than, yeah, like just, just deceitful. Like, so yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Yes, Christina. Sorry, I just want to add one quick thing to what Deborah was saying. Um, yes, everything Deborah just said, I like, 2000% agree love is everything and I think that's why I think love is a reason why we are where we are today mm. is because we loved ourselves too much 
to stay in a situation like that, yeah. to stay in an environment like that, to go through what we went through mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, the whole nine, because it's just, it, it, when love, when you don't, when someone doesn't love you, you could feel it. You know what I mean? Like you could like this, you can't put your finger on it yet, but you know, something is not right. And you just like, yo, if I don't do something right now, I'm like going to do something that I should not be doing. You know what I mean? And I can't prevent that by doing something for myself or take to take action and you know take matters into my own hands and i think that's why again i I think that's why we are where we are right now like you know we're going through it and love is like it's a journey you know what i mean you're you're on a journey loving yourself finding out um you know why you're why you're put on this earth why what's your purpose you know what i mean and i think that's life's agenda why were you put on this earth and when you i think when you find out the purpose of living is when you've lived successfully. You know what I mean? It's not because of the money, the material things, the amount of relationships you've been, the amount of, you know, people you've made have the Holy Ghost, like none of that. You know what I mean? Like you could have the whole, you could have a church the size of CCC times 10. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> and if nobody is ever blessed, if nobody has ever like, if nobody has done something for themselves um, in a positive way and they've never, you know, they've never done anything that like is good for them. You, you're not doing anything. You just, you just take space. You know what I mean? And I think, I think it was really important that Deb said that because love legit is as cliche as it may sound, you know what I mean? It's like, love is everything. It's legit everything. And it's just like, we do things out of love. You go through situ, if you go through bad situations with people, it's because you know, that person doesn't love themselves. And I definitely have went through that. You know what I mean? I went through um, that kind of situation where my parents were just like, I, in order to keep myself mentally stable, I had to tell myself that sis is not you. You know what I mean? They were never love yourself. Like if you ever told Haitians that, it's just like, what are you talking about? They yeah. Don't, <laughs> you don't know what that means. That's like gibberish to them. You know what I mean? Like we need love myself. But when you go through such a traumatic situation like that, it's just like you, when you have the strength and the ability to figure that out, to go through that process, to go through that mental journey and understand that like, yo, it's not you, you know, everything that you've done in your heart was right. You did everything genuinely. And it's just like, you're not the problem, you know? So that's what I want to add. That's good. Oh gosh, guys, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. Like, I, you know, honestly, like I've received healing from, from this, like you guys have no idea how much you've done for me. And here's like a, something that I realized, I realized that every single time in my life, when I am going through a process where I'm learning about myself or I'm healing from something, God always brings me back to this group. Every, I promise you, like every single time it never fails. Every single time when I'm in a process of like healing or growing, God always brings this group back to me in some way or some form. So I'm so thankful and so grateful for you guys. Like, (sighs) (laughs) you know, and it's like, it's such an honor to have been raised with you guys, even in our cults, (laughs) to know that I'm not crazy. And I wasn't the only one to tell, you know, to to go through this. Because when I tell people how I grew up, they don't believe me, but there's a group of people who actually went along, you know, who, who, who was in it with me to know that, yeah, your girl, she's not crazy, man. This is real stuff. Like this really happened. So, um, <laughs> but you know, it's one of those things like when you know better you do better and then we don't put our kids in it. So that's one of those things like, it's not about the church. It's about the relationship. And I stand on that. 
I completely stand on that with everything, with every ounce of my being. It's not about the church. It's not about the building. It's all about the relationship with God. So yes. But anyway, that's it. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning into this lengthy process, but whatever. Like there's a whole lot of good stuff that came out of it. And just uh, everybody say bye. 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 Thank you, Fabi. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, Fab. Thanks for listening. Keep binging Netflix style on this season series, The Adventures and Struggles of Being a Believer. Don't be stingy. Share, like, and subscribe to the Created Fab podcast. Visit us at createdfab.com.